Welcome to the Fat Easy Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined to my right, Vance, who's sitting directly across the table from Ranger. And we have Todd Young on the phone, but we also got 2017 Cave Run PMTT champion Tony Grant. Love it. How's that for an intro, Tony? Oh, man, thanks a lot. It makes you sound uh, really big. <laughs> <laughs> You're a legend, man. It's a big deal, man. That is a big it deal. It is a big deal. And uh, we figured that the first podcast after the Cave Run tournament, we should have someone that had some action in the tournament on it. That's a shot at me and yeah, Todd. Yeah, because Vance and I don't have much to talk about. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. Andy with the early digs. No, I just I had to do something yeah. because I didn't hear any stories of boat issues. So, which there were some. Okay, well we'll we'll get to that in a later show. But um, this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram. I have a I have a very loyal follower on Twitter. We exchange 160 character comments back and forth. And very nice. It is very nice. I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, we have rod holders, jerk baits, swim baits, glide baits, Project X. If you're looking to outfit your boat, please give us a uh, opportunity to uh, show you what we have, and uh, you can find it. You know, contact information at Facebook, Fatty Musky Products, and FattyZMusky.com. The email is on there. We're also brought to you by Boss Shad. Check them out. Boshad.com. I've been saying this now for a while, but you know that new store is up and going. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and every mother would love to have a big box of Bosch Shads. Mm. I mean, uh, Vance, would your mother like Bosch Shads? Yeah. She's a very giving woman. Do you think she'd give them back or use them? Absolutely. <laughs> Come right to me. Todd, would your mother like some Bosch Shads? Not really, but my wife would probably give them to me, so we'll do it for... That's my girl. Okay. Not, not my mom's much, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, if you're out and about and you're in Ravenna, Ohio, please check out Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. They have the largest selection of any brick-and-mortar store in the universe of Boss Shads. They have all sizes, all shapes, all colors, well, there's a lot of colors, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of Bosch ads there. They also have an online store and a Facebook page, so please check them out. I've been seeing uh, Paul's posting up some stuff on Instagram. Uh, some fish are being caught already, and, uh, you know, it's the season for me. I really haven't, other than doing a test run with the boat with Vance, I haven't done anything, so. Yeah, they're running well, those new baits he's, he's got out. Yes, yes, he has, so check them out. Boshad.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and tell them that we sent you there. And hey, Todd, hit up your plugs. Yes, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Nance and I will be starting here on uh, Labor Day, or yeah, Labor Day, Memorial Day weekend, running through running through November. We've got lots of openings for the summer and fall. Spring's filling up, but there's still some places to get in. So, uh, in that early June season, give us a call. We'll get you out there. We'll get you on some fish. Perfect. And St. Croix rods. If you're looking for rods, give St. Croix a call. They probably got what you're looking for. And, Tony, this is your yes, time sir. to shine. Tell us everything you want to tell us about all of your sponsors. Well, uh, Amsoil is a product. Uh, 
they were the first synthetic motor oil uh, for automobiles, and they've taken it into the marine product. It's an excellent marine product for motors. There's Scott Souch, who ran a set of plugs on a Mercury motor for 1,200 hours, the same set of plugs he used AMSOIL the entire time. It was so significant that plugs were sent back to Mercury uh, to actually do some testing on. Uh, AMSOIL is a great product. Akuma, uh, Akuma reels, great trolling reels, great casting reels. Their new 400 series, uh, all made out of stainless steel. Uh, is really, uh, they really competing with uh, all the other reels on the market. I, uh, Elk River Custom Rods, uh, some of the lightest, toughest rods I've ever thrown. Muskie Mayhem Tackle, um, uh, Muskie Innovations, of course, Chaos Tackle, and a biggie that uh, you know is becoming very popular is the uh, from Outdoor Grips is the Jig Ripper. It uh, makes a handle type uh, uh, for your rod. It really beats the fatigue, uh, takes the pain out of your forearms and your hands. You can put it in front of the reel or behind the reel. It's a great product. I, I saw those jig rippers. Where were we at? We were at the uh, Ohio show. Was it 2015? 20, 2015. That that guy, he he's a really cool dude. He came up. I really like what he has. and. You know that that that's some neat stuff there. You know, I he's got some new stuff coming on for uh, not just musky fishing. Some uh, real seats made with the grips already on them for bass and everything else. I tell you what, it's not. You know, at first we just used them for jigging, but now we're I've got one on all the time. They're absolutely great with rubber baits in uh, the hook set. I believe is second to none. It's it's just a good product. Guys are catching on, and he's selling them like wildfire now. Excellent, excellent. Now, what about this uh, Musky Mountain Lodge that I hear you uh, are kind of fond of? Well, I, this, I'm getting ready. October, I'll start my nineteenth uh, um, year uh, with the lodge. You know, I play host to about a thousand musky fishermen a year from early March to mid-June, and then again from mid-September through December. And uh, it's just a great place out out off the beaten track. Um, but uh, we have a lot of fun there, a lot of, a lot of musky stuff to look at, and a lot of pictures. Our pictures date back to when I started this in 1990, and not to give away my age, but uh, I've been at it a long time. And it, it's just a good place. I get a ton of guys from up your way. They just love it. And uh, uh, it's it's just uh, it's the place to stay on Cave Run Lake. That's for sure. It, it is fun there. Todd and I can attest to that. We uh, always look forward to that when we go down and do the Cave Run PMTT. That's always a bonus. Good atmosphere, always entertaining. All the amenities. Now, Tony, I'm going to be dragging this one out of you, but don't you run a guide service? Oh, yeah. You know, that's what I've done for many a year, and uh, I've been fortunate enough now since 1995. It is my only income is the musky world, and uh, uh, but I tell you what, my guide service, Cave Run Musky Guide Service, I started in 1990, and the, one of the biggest reasons it's so successful is some of the guys I've had around me. Uh, even Greg Thomas started out with me. Um, 
I've got some of the best anglers on Cave Run Lake, some of the best tournament anglers in the country uh, that uh, that guide for me on a uh, you know an every week basis, and uh, they are really what uh, has helped spark my business. We run nearly 450 guide trips out of the lodge, and uh, it's it, it, I got to give it to the guys that uh, I get out and get the business in there doing all the sports shows and the schools and clinics. Uh, but they're the guys that keep guys coming back as well. You know, building a, building a reputation of repeat customers is what it's all about. And I've just got a great crew, and I'm just lucky as heck. Excellent. That's going to take us into the power rankings. Yeah, we'll shoot this quick because we don't want to uh, take away from Tony's time here. But uh, we've been doing it since the turn of the year here. Send in your submissions. We'll get you in on this uh power ranking and uh we'll talk about a topic or whatever you send in coming in at four this week big andy uh mine is you hook a fish i don't care where it's at you know beginning middle or the end of the cast but you have it at the side of the boat and the fish is just doing that big wide head shake right there you're watching it and it just everything's flowing good and it does not throw the bait. More often than not, that's when my bait gets thrown is in yeah. the head shake. But when, when the head shake and the hook stick, that's my power ranking. At the boat side. Yeah, so you can see <clears throat> it. Yeah. That's always a hairy situation. It is. Yeah. That's when I pull out my three fifty seven and subdi- submit. A.K.A. the boga. <laughs> the boga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the boat paddle. I just keep beating it. Very nice. The head shake at the boat. We can all appreciate that. Coming in at three, Todd, take it away. I'm at three myself. This is going to be, you know, you got a little motor issue. You can't take care of yourself. Taking it somewhere for service and uh, getting the boat, the boat back, get the motor back, and everything runs just like brand new. You know, uh, it doesn't happen that often for myself and Vance and most people around here that I know, uh, but it is nice when you go get something done service wise and it's done correctly. That is nice. It, it, it would be because like Todd mentioned, that is becoming fewer and fewer times that it actually, it's just sort of a dream. It, it's just sort of a dream of mine. Yeah. That, oh. that could actually happen. This is a utopia power ranking. Yeah. 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 It rarely happens. Because most of the time it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out that way, but. Tony, who does your service? It would service? be nice if that happens. <laughs> Tony, who does your service down there? Uh, we've got a Blackwater Marine right down the down the road, but to be truthful about it, over the last 15 years, we've had five different guys in here. So mm-hmm. I'm following in Todd, uh, what, what he says. <laughs> It'd be nice to take it in and pick yeah. it up right. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> nice. That'll... Uh, take us into number two for the week which is mine and it's actually cheater uh turning the key on that boat ignition and uh it starts up with no problems i can uh, not hearing a beep not hearing a beep not hearing anything not hearing anything turn over uh but just a regular start I don't know if you're leading in I don't know if you're leading in anything that I don't know because I tried to not be in too much contact with Vance and Todd when they were down at the tournament. J- 
just to have the surprise factor when we do record the show about your guys' experience. We could have been in contact with Tony's place has Wi-Fi. That's another plus about the Muskie Mountain Lodge. That would be a huge benefit. That is. But uh, prior to Vance and Todd leaving, Vance and I ran his boat at the local lake here, and he had me hop in, and he was just going to bump me off. And I just he's like, I'm worried this thing's going to start. I'm like, yeah, it start just fine. It's been sitting for however five, four or five months. Mm-hmm. I turn the key with the motor, you know, in the water. It goes vroom, starts just like a car. Yeah. So that, that wasn't the case down at. Uh, it doesn't happen down at Cave Run. No. For us. Well, it happens for me. We could we could get into it, but uh, you know, essentially the same thing happened as last year. Ah, uh, don't tell me now. Uh, I, we could talk about it at a different time. Yeah, we'll talk about it a different time, but don't tell me now. Okay. Because I, I want to hear fresh ears. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it another time, but yes, two, starting the motor, and it just starts. That is Man, a blessing. You don't two, know how important that is until it gets taken away from you. Number two and three don't seem very positive. <laughs> There's like an under underhand, like backhanded thing going on there. But yeah, we'll talk, we'll let, t- let's yeah. go to something positive, and yeah. let's hope Tony can pull us out of this slump. Yeah, Tony, take it away. Coming in at number one, Tony Grant. Take it away. Well, you know, mine is uh, your tournament partner lands a fish, and you're responsible for the net job. You hang the hooks on the outside of the uh, the net, and he doesn't have the gall to reach down there and grab it and pull it in. <laughs> Man, landed. That's what? that's mine. It's what to do when you hang hang up in your net. So wait, he he did not. I guess I'm going to find out more about this. I kind of know what happened, but I, I didn't. That's so hilarious. I've been trying to avoid all details. So elaborate a little bit more. He doesn't have the gall to reach down. Yeah, I mean, uh, he bowed his head for the next hour, kept saying, I should have hand-landed, I should have hand-landed it. Um, I, I blew in that job. It's as simple as that. Uh, you know, I, I think it's the first one ever I ever had problems with in a tournament. And this was a big one, you know, wanting to win one on your home water, which you've never done in 19 years. Um, and it could have been, you know, we only won by two points. So could have been bad. It come to the net. She got her head in. I was getting ready to lift the lift the back of that net up, and uh, she did a flop. That big believer went underneath her, and the believer was on the inside, and she was on the outside. All right, let's. We'll, we'll get. Nothing's ever good about that. Let's. We we have to get into that a little bit, a little bit more. But let's wrap this up. Uh, the power ranking segment coming in for the head shake at the boat, still landing the fish. Three, a good boat service. Two, turning the key and the engine starts. And number one uh, is having a partner that has the gall to grab that fish when there's a when there's money on the line when, when there's a when there's a bad net job going on. But uh, send, send in your submissions, uh, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger, email us. We'll get you involved. Uh, let's take it into that story a little bit more. Why don't you uh, el- elaborate on, on just because it's fresh right now. Yeah, and then yeah, we'll, we'll have well, you start I, from the You know, it's, uh, it's not my greatest moment, but I had two very uh, serious uh, uh, net malfunctions, I like to call them. Um, the big one we got was kind of a little <laughs> net malfunction, and uh, um, 
you know, nobody realizes how important that job is. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people do, but a lot of people don't realize how they all don't come to the boat easy. Um, you know, it's uh, in this case, I fumbled on the first one, and the second one I botched, and it just. I took the scoop, didn't get it. We we should have just pulled fish and all net and everything up. Probably would have been a better shot. But, uh, you know, some guys are telling us you're supposed to throw your net in when that happens and take the pressure off the net and the fish will be in there. But uh, I, I couldn't see doing that. Bottom line is uh, I could have lost a very expensive fish. Um, and Greg could have thrown me out of the boat. But, uh uh, Greg's mature now, and uh, everything was all right. Greg's mature now. I love it. Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna hit. I'm sure we're gonna hit this story again a little bit later. Tony, give us like the whole play by play leading up to the tournament. What you guys thought you were gonna be doing all the way through. Just give us the whole story, and we'll chime in with you know. Just- all right, this has been a very good year at Cave Run weather wise for the most part. We never did get cold. Water never did get below 44 degrees. February was probably the best fishing of the spring so far. Um, Water levels were perfect. You know, we're always fighting high water down here, or it seems like every three or four years we are. This year they kept it down. They're putting a new ramp up by the dam, so they kept it down lower than ever. So we fished a lot of skinny water uh, early in the in the year, had some pretty decent success, and then in a couple of weeks leading up to the tournament, you get two good days a week, and that's about all it give you. And then coming into the tournament three days prior, it got really tough. And uh, in fact, Greg pre-fished three days, didn't see any fish. Um, I uh, I did get on some fish on Wednesday before the tournament on. I took some guys out that uh, on a guide trip that was in the tournament, and they just wanted to learn and mark some waypoints, and they wanted to pick their own baits. A guy says, uh, all right, I'm going to put on a double-ten cowgirl. I'm glad I didn't say, well, I wouldn't throw that. That's not very good this time of year because on a 10 cast, he popped to a 37 and a half. <laughs> so uh, I'm just glad I just rolled my eyes and not opened my mouth. But uh, that was that another follow but they had just started to act like they wanted to go on bucktails. And with the water down, the water's in good shape, not a lot of mud, uh, pretty clear, actually. But kind of lost going into the tournament, Greg and I both, and the same stuff was happening with other guys around us. And, you know, credit to Todd and Vance, you know, they just got them too early. Um, You know, they popped a couple of fish under some pretty difficult conditions out there guys weren't getting fish whether it was trolling casting or jigging and mine and greg's strategy going in was i've always fished for the smaller fish during the tournament you know wanting to catch a bigger one but wanted to had my mind on numbers and we went into this one thinking you know the numbers thing hasn't worked for us for one we rarely get the numbers (laughs) and uh so, you know, we just decided to uh, we'd go on a weed bed that him and I had both uh, uh, moved a few fish out of over the, you know, the past week or two and hoping that our weeds were progressing really good. But the water temperature shot up about 9 degrees over 10, 
maybe you know, 15 days before the tournament. And in the last 10 days before the tournament, the lake come up four foot. So everything had changed. We were lucky enough to go, go out there and do that. Our plan was if it was going to be super hot to beat that timber, get down and troll that timber, get right down in it. And literally, Andy, we were hung up, I would say, 75 times as a minimum for the, the amount of the hours that we trolled during the tournament and uh, probably pulled out the lure knocker at least a dozen and a half times. Uh, so it wasn't easy fishing. Uh, it was pretty tough, basically. I was on a guide trip. It's a one-man show when that happens. Greg and his tiller would just back up to them things and fight them out. And my job was to hand him the, the lure retriever and then reel the lure retriever back and line back in when he was done. So <laughs> we fought we fought it a lot. You know, and many guys that were around us that when we caught that big fish jumped in and started doing it, and uh, they had lasted about, 15 minutes because you can't go hardly 10 minutes without a hang up and then they're hard to get out of that deep timber we were running believers down uh anywhere from six to eight feet down in that timber and it paid off yeah i'd say yeah <clears throat> so thought the second day on day two was going to be our best day but going by experience or the conditions when you got bright sun and heat um those fish really go during that method, um, but they didn't. And uh, but you know, our our thought was going in. The jiggers have done really well vertical jigging in this tournament over the past several years. And uh, we what we thought uh, is maybe they were going too deep. You know, vertical jiggers are generally going from ten to twenty feet down and keeping their lure in. The, you know, at 15 to 10, 15 to 9 spot, we thought maybe the fish are just a little bit up higher than that because they weren't getting anything at all. And, uh, you know, boom, it happened. It did kick on a little bit in the marina and some shallow water with some vertical jigging. But for the most part, that deep, deep timber jigging thing wasn't happening at all. So we thought we'd get up on top of that wood and we did have two bites. I can say I blew one, we caught one. Luckily enough, it was enough to take, the, take home the, the prize. Well, how big was the one you yeah, lost? that's for sure. Uh, we estimated 38, but everyone we've estimated in the turn we've caught together, she was about three inches shorter than... So it was definitely... I, you know, I was just hoping that we, if we lost, we lost by more than 72 points because that's what a 38 inch would have gave us. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was that 38 yeah. to... The 40. Oh, and you had a good look at her, too. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Especially the side of her rolling around the outside of my net. What uh, what start position did you guys have? We were 39. 39. And how, how important do you think that is in a tournament like this? Well, um, I think the main thing that you have to have is you've got to have a couple of spots. You know, because you may run to that first number one or number two spot, and there's guys on it. Mm -hmm. We were working about a football field line of weeds, and we, we were one of two boats there. And the boat that got there, he was right in front of us. Of course, we were in a little bit smaller motor. It took us a little bit longer to get there. He started at one end. We started at the other. The second day, 
we were ahead of him, but he passed us on the way over there. So it was the same the second day. Uh, we did have a little company coming in. Evidently, they didn't see anything and moved on. But our first spot was was pretty good. You know, uh, I think it it can really matter, especially if you're chasing a fish. And that's what we did on morning two. I raised one that I thought was bigger than the one I caught. I caught one the first morning on the 10th cast uh, on a figure eight. I raised another one right after that, and I thought we had a good chance of going back after that fish and getting it that morning. Because uh, the fellows in the other boat, they had told us that night that they had rose, they had brought one to the boat that was about a 45 right in that same area. So I thought we had a good good chance of going back on it, and we got our spot right where she was at, but she just didn't come up. We gave it about an hour and a half, and then went to trolling again. Mm-hmm. How long did you guys cast that first day when you caught that fish? I mean, I know we you cast right one hour, one you place about an hour and ten minutes, and then we went and cast at number two for about thirty minutes. Went back to the the spot because I'd raised two there, mm-hmm. not just the one. I'd raised about a thirty-two or thirty-four inch there too, um, and uh, or Greg actually raised it on a, a red October tube, and it just disappeared. And I started doing the figure eight, and it came back up on the bucktail, but. Um, it, it didn't have any interest in eating, but after we hit spot number two, we ran back to that spot. So we probably had about two hours, 45 minutes into, into casting, and then not 45 minutes into trolling the timber, we got a 48 and a quarter in the boat. So we're feeling pretty good about what we're yeah. doing. And within another oh, yeah. hour <laughs> is when we lost the fish, and then not another bite through the rest of that day and day two. How many baits yeah. did you lose? We lost none. None? Uh, oh, no, excuse me. We lost one, but we got the lure knocker out a lot. Yeah. yeah I remember, you You know, earlier you said that. I'm like, well, I wonder how many, what percentage of those baits actually came back to the boat. We only lost one. We, you know, we, we're pretty experienced with uh, lure knockers here on Cave Run. You know, that's, that's probably the most important thing. Uh, in your boat is a lure knocker when you fish down here, especially when you're beating the timber. But we really thought the fish were going to move up on the flat. Me, Greg estimated that there would be 50 to 55 fish caught. I thought maybe 40 was the high high side of it, just, and uh, it turned out there was 33. So pretty that, tough. A lot of guys seen a lot of big fish out on the flats casting they we're just low and slow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, you know, we fished the flats that whole first day there. And, uh, even last year in, in the tournament, uh, you know, we would see fish get caught and whatnot. And, you know, I, Todd and I, I were, were, I always figured that I always figured when, when we would done that tournament, which I've, I don't know, I've been, I've probably done eight or nine down there. You, you see probably if you're fishing out on a flats, you probably get to see Close to fifty percent of the fish registered in the tournament get caught. Exactly, and uh, we didn't see. Vance, we never witnessed one getting caught. I know there was a couple caught. We just didn't. We didn't see. We didn't see, see one but, get get but caught. It was out a couple. There. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it was a fight yeah, out there, right? and we're looking for it to turn on any day here. Now uh, we've had the big winds, constant eighteen to twenty here the last two days. 
expectations have been pretty nil, but we got a massive cold front coming in. We're supposed to be down around 30, 32 degrees later in the week for the low and the high of 50 to 52. So, uh, you know, it's a big change from the 85 it was in the tournament. So, yeah, I was just but, about to ask you, what, what were the – what were the uh, weather conditions like? Because I don't know. Uh, well, you know, the first day was uh, supposed to be super hot and super windy. The clouds stayed in that they weren't supposed to, and it was actually a pretty good musky day, didn't you think, Todd? I mean, oh, yeah, looking yeah, at yeah, weather-wise, yeah, they had good humidity. Mm-hmm. And then the second day was bluebird skies, for the most part. Yeah, that's It was for- in the 90s. Ugh. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't yeah, go. It was... I think we did hit an all-time record for uh, one of the days. For heat, yeah, it was. Yeah, for heat. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, I mean that that first day, that Saturday, we got to our spot out on the flats, and you know we got all set up and whatnot, and turned around there. We we counted forty to fifty boats out there, and not. Yeah, yeah I counted at one point thirty-eight that was just in between the buoys, and we could see forty-five. And I heard later uh, at one point there was over fifty there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's really, you know, since the big floods took the weeds away here, that's just where the most weeds are there, you know. And going back to yeah. going into the tournament, uh, you know, we we thought you guys had a really good chance because you guys had two fish with very little hours in. we seen, you know, mm-hmm. we seen you guys advance trying to show off his muscular body getting a sunburn <laughs> and not even uh, pulling bait, just looking around. So we thought we were... with the fish you guys had in the boat <laughs> what that were you uh, doing, it was Vince? really going to go, although the trolling bite has been awful all year long. And Greg's, you know, Greg's one of the best down here, if not the best, and he has really struggled trolling. I've seen him cast three times more than ever this year. Uh, for whatever reason, we just had just couldn't get them out there. And then you guys come in and what eight or nine hours put two in the boat, and we're thinking you guys got a good chance at three or four, and then that might just didn't come through. I guess you know. I, well, I, I want to no. address this. And it's, it's, it's you know it's, okay. Go ahead, Danny. Uh, Vance, were you flexing in the front of the boat? I, me and Todd, uh, you know, we we felt kind of good with with the fish in the boat, so we decided the pleasure boat for the. So you were just for an afternoon. showing off, driving around? I was catching a, you know, getting a good base. because I, I don't know what that is. Explain a, a, it. A tan. Okay. Why? Be- because there was a lot of sun coming. I caught a great... Uh, that base was real good. It was kind of a pinkish colored base. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's not, it, it didn't feel too good. I was as red as a lobster by the end of the tournament. In a lot of pain, Todd... Talk I would have like I was, mm-hmm. packed a blanket and hid underneath it because I hate the sun. It was it was rough. <laughs> I mean, it, when me and Todd got down there and put the windows down, it was you know you go from freezing up here and then we put the windows down and it wasn't even like uh, it just felt like Florida Florida heat down there. It was nuts. Yeah, it was humid. It was very humid. It was eighty five percent higher humid, no. which usually makes these fish go. But I just think we hit it in such a transition period. Uh, some had spawned, some hadn't. Some were post-spawn, some pre-spawn. You know, one of the guys that got that 44-and-a-half, it spit eggs all over its boat, his boat. And, you know, about two or three weeks ago, we started seeing signs of beat-up fish, and we were thinking, you know, the spawn was going to be way over with by the tournament, and it obviously wasn't. The fish we caught was big, and we were sure that she was full of eggs. And she had just a couple of little marks on her that may not even have been spawning marks. 
and plus she was out in 35 feet of water. So it, it was a tough one, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the fun kind of win. Uh, you know, the shootouts are really fun, too, but, uh, you know, I think everybody is on the same playing level when it's just a tough fight. Uh, you know, everybody had a chance. It was like going into day two, only three teams had multiple fish. So really, any you know, any of the teams that were on the board had a shot at beating us, and any teams that didn't even have a fish had a real shot at coming in the money. Because I believe still the last yeah. four pieces were taken by single fish. Mm-hmm. For the last mm-hmm. three anyway, were taken by just single fish. Mm-hmm. Nice. So <clears throat> going into that second day, you – I, I still don't know what what happened that that forty eight and a quarter you guys got, which was the big one. Um, uh-huh. That was a you botched. There there was a problem with the net, and then you guys hooked up again. Right. What happened with that net job? I got hung up on a a fat AZ railing on the side of the Greg's boat <laughs> that he never put on uh, straight. All the other ones were straight. I'm just making an excuse, but it was true. Hey, for that, you're, for you're saying the name. That one a quarter inch over, so there was a lip underneath it. And when I went to scoop, and I maybe it dropped. Well, no, the bag was already down. It was. I guess I was a little bit too low, but hung up on that thing. Once we got it out of there, everything was fine. It wasn't that big a deal, but could have been. We didn't really worry about that fish like we did the second fish. Um, but, uh, you know, the railings, I love them, don't get me wrong, but when you mount one half-ass like Greg did, it's not good. He had it hanging over the side side there, and he goes, yeah, I just didn't want to drill another hole and straighten it up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, That's not on me. Um, right, it's not on Fat AZ, and the net job's not on me, so the bottom line, it's all Greg's fault. It is. It is the way I look at it, and... Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know where I was at, what I was doing. I, I tell you one thing that I'm not used to, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but on the back of those tillers, he wanted me to come to the back and net the fish on the second one, but there's not a whole lot of room to begin with, especially for a, a man of my physique. And, uh, but the bottom line is he's got used to that, not stopping the motor up in St. Clair. And on the second one, he he didn't put her in neutral for a long time. Mm-hmm. I you know he's good at it. I watched him net them at damn near four miles an hour. You know, or <laughs> three and a half miles an hour up at St. Clair. I, I'm not big on that uh, keeping the boat moving, or at least I have no experience with it. So that's my excuse. I you know could have cost us. Uh, our home win, a big fat paycheck, but what the heck? And for I'm those glad. for those of you who I'm don't, glad it worked out. Yeah, for those of you who don't understand that, uh, going up to St. Clair or fishing on Chautauqua or anything, when you have a big spread out there, six, eight, whatever rods it is, trolling, uh, trolling, people keep that boat in gear just to keep those those baits from tangling up, you know, or to keep them boards moving. drifting or into boards each other and, and and whatnot. But it's uh, and yeah, when it's just two rods and it's a tournament, you, I can understand where Tony. Uh, well, that and you know, Greg, he, you know, he's 
uh, you know, he's always thinking we can get another bite at the same time. <laughs> so he's always he's optimistic. He's always thinking we can get a bite. So keep the lure moving. But yeah, it, you know, but basically, I blew the net job. I just blew it. It it happens, and I would have killed a tournament partner for doing that, especially if it cost us. And uh, Greg was really good about it. He, I said, man, you're taking this awful good. And he said, oh, I'm aggravated, but it's just fishing. Let's catch another one. And really, we've been trolling about two hours, ten minutes, and hooked two really nice fish. Mm -hmm. So we didn't doubt that we were going to get a bunch of bites. I mean, we, we thought the weather was playing that that perfect. And if it had been another yeah. week or two later, uh, you could have seen some really big fish, even with the guys coming over there that had never done it before, just stumbling into one. Because that area in that timber, when that water gets up above 70 and it's a bright, sunny sky day, they can be some big ones caught. I, I remember one day that we'd seen three over 48 caught back there all doing the same thing one day from five or ten years ago. And so they're there. There's some big ones there. And the history of the big fish on the lake comes from that end of the flats in the big cave, little cave area, Donovan. So, you know, you're fishing for some big fish, there's no doubt. Nice. Now, now Tony, you were saying that, like, leading up to the tournament, you and Greg were, like, pre-fishing separate. You were just like... Well, no, we actually I, I guided through most of the week, and then on Thursdays I don't go out on the water because I have the big party down at the lodge and I do the cooking and all that. So him and Vicky fish together on Thursday, and then me, Greg, and Vicky fish together, pre-fish together on Friday. Okay, okay. I got that straight now. So guiding on Wednesday, he didn't move a fish. Uh, matter of fact, he didn't have a good day. He had a, a good day Monday out there where I think they voted three and lost three, and then it went south from there. And that was about the story with all my guides and everything. The weekend was halfway decent and then just died. And you can tell by the you know the turnout of 33 fish out of a little over 100 boats, um, it just wasn't a hot bite, that's for sure. Actually, there was more caught on yeah. Sunday than I thought there would be. You know, if you remember last year's tournament, there was only four caught on Sunday. And uh, mm -hmm. so this year there was 11 pulled out, which kind of surprised me. And the one team, I believe, doubled up, and they were trolling Medusas in the timber. And I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> then they were hung up a bunch. Yeah. They went down the river, uh, the, the first half-mile stretch down the river, and trolled the timber with those things. And just listening to them on stage, they got a 31 to 32, I think, a smaller fish, but they got them both trolling the medusas, and they said, yeah, we we got hung up a lot. <laughs> so those fish were definitely in that timber, whether they're hanging there waiting to go in to spawn, or they've already spawned, or there's some of those fish like we have down here that don't do anything. Um uh, Back in the old days, we'd catch them in June and July, and they'd have rotten eggs in them wow. uh, because we would eat them. <laughs> but that was pre-1992. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've always said we don't know much about this spawn down here in Kentucky. On the same year, I've caught a fish spitting eggs in February and spitting eggs in May. Scott's flat state record 
uh, that was taken in 98 casting a believer or throwing a believer. Um, that fish was full of eggs. So, you know, it's just tough to judge this. The, the weather's different, the up and down water, the water color. You know, guys get out there and they see that 70 degrees, but you can drop a, a thermometer down three foot and you may be in the high 50s. Hmm. So I'm just not real sure what, when and where. Our, it's just not as identifiable as, like, for, say, Wisconsin when I go up there in the summer. You know when that spawn's happening up there. It's just, it, you don't at Cave Run. It's tough. How did you decide whose boat you're taking? Obviously, you were in Greg's boat, but was there yeah. a, a coin he flip? He called me up, and he said, uh, uh, whose boat are we going to fish out of? And I said, well, let's change it up and fish out of mine. He goes, well, I'd really rather fish out of mine. And I said, <laughs> okay, why'd you ask? <laughs> Like when we're trolling, and he says, uh, well, what bait you want to use? And I'll throw him a bait, and he, he says, well, maybe we'll try that one later. <laughs> <laughs> so you got- uh, When you're in Greg's boat trolling, he is the, in control. Now, casting, you know, he let me pick spots, let me uh, um, pick lures. But when it comes to trolling, he had me. He gave me a list of lures he knew I had, and I packed them up, called them down there. Not one of them got wet. <laughs> Not one of them. Jeez. He's Not just humoring you. Did you get to drive it all? I saw you picking them. I saw you picking them the night before the tournament. Yeah, yeah we trolled four lures during the whole thing. Uh, and and you know, Greg knows this water. I, I tell you. He doesn't like when I brag on him. He probably does, but doesn't act like it. But <laughs> he would call the stumps before we'd hit them. It flat out amazed me. I don't know that part of the lake that well. And he goes, "Oh, none on the left getting ready to get hung up." And then we go a little bit farther. He goes, "Oh boy, here comes Death Tree. It's got about thirty of my lures." Death Tree. Oh my goodness. We're gonna have to get out lure knocker if we uh, hit this one. All of a sudden, we hit it have to get out the lure knocker i mean he he knows it uh he knows it. but he's been banging that timber until jigging he trolled that way for years and years him and his buddy robert fugit and uh they pulled out some giant fish so what what made you uh talk about why you chose the believer to troll that timber the straight believer just comes through easy I mean, the, probably the best bait to troll over there, one of the best, is a, a big Ernie. But it, it gets hung up way too much. Those believers are bounced out. And, we, you know, the rod would go off. We knew we were hung up. And Greg could give it, pick up that rod and give it that slack, give it two hard jerks, and it was out of there. That happened about 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> Only 70 times did we have to back up and go get the bait. Yeah, that happened about two hundred times. He worked so hard, it made me sweat. Oh my god! And I'm just kicked back up in the front and uh, getting your base. Doing nothing. I mean, actually, I was doing nothing. You know, uh, and he would tell me if it was time to, re- you know, if he knew it was hung so bad to reel in the other rod and and then get the lure knocker. You know, we come a little pattern that we had, but he worked his butt off, and you know he. He popped them lures, you know, out of there. I mean, he's got it down to a science. He takes that thing, slack lines it after we're already snagged up, pulled out, 
you know, uh, 50 foot of drag, uh, 50 foot of line, and he'll get that thing, take it down to the bottom behind the motor, and give it that slack line, and then pop it up about three times, and he'll say, I got it. And all of a sudden, we just kick her back in gear and go. I mean, it's not, that pattern is not going to work for a lot of people, uh, especially at first, till you really get onto it. I mean, but Greg's so hyper, he just loved being back there, getting hung up, popping them out of there. It was just like another day of casting to him. Mm-hmm. Or trolling open waters, it's no big deal. <laughs> it, it probably would have sucked. How were, how, how, were, how were the nerves when these rods kept popping all day? Oh, I, well... Um, for a while, for me, um, we got fooled a few times. I mean, Greg was a pretty good judge, and I'm a pretty good judge of getting hung up. But yeah. there was a few foolers on there, uh, especially yeah, when they popped through I one mean, branch they, they, and pulled drag, and then popped through another branch and exactly. pulled drag real quick, and then you know, then it, then it, man, you know, straight yeah, out. Yeah. So we got fooled a few times, but. Not really too many. They were probably yeah, fish. exactly. Those, those branches can get you because sometimes you hear that the pause yeah. and you feel you know, your lure hung up in here. It sounds it's real. It's wrapped fish. around a branch, and when you put your lure knocker down in there, you're not even getting to the lure. You think you're hitting the lure, no. but you're hitting a branch three feet up from it, and yeah. you can't get yeah. your lure knocker down in there to it, or it wraps that branch. Or you know, it's just, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough stuff, but. What kept us going is we see humongous schools of bait laying in the top of the timber. And, you know, with the side scan and down scan, I don't know if you guys use it, but with this Lorenz side scan and down scan, I know now what what I'm, what I'm my Lorenz just regular sonar is telling me. You know, it, it, mm. I, you can see the branches. You can count the branches on the trees. Uh, you definitely know the bait fish. And you definitely see the hooks much better. And what I thought at Cave Run were balls of shad at times, now I found out it was just timber. Uh, <laughs> once yeah. I got my new units with that side scan and down scan. Uh, and it just all matches up so good you know exactly what you're, you're on. And we were finding giant balls of bait with giant hooks underneath it. And that's what we kept us going. It just kept us going out. Because a couple times, Greg was like wanting to go down and troll the dam, and then he'd change his mind. And especially after we hit the slow streak, and especially on day two. But day two, mm-hmm. we ran it right down to the wire after we said we weren't going to. We, you know, we said, well, give it another hour and we'll move. And then we just didn't and didn't. And, uh, you know. But luckily, we came out uh, with enough points to win. And uh, don't get me wrong, I've, it's a third PMTT I've won. I've won two IMTTs and one WMT. And uh, this this by far, I think, for Greg and me, even when Greg won the Ranger boat up in Minnesota, this victory was uh, far more uh, 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 rewarding than, than any of the others. And the funny thing about it, as many fish as Greg has caught, he shook for an hour after he caught that 48. And he said when he got the 54 and a half up in the championship that it didn't bother him anything like this. 
I think we were just, you know, we dread the tournament coming. We love having it down here. But when guys just keep saying to you, you guys are due, you guys are due, you guys are due. Because I've taken a third, and I think Greg's taken a second, but combined fishing in two different teams, we've only cashed seven checks. And that's pretty bad over 19 years. So what's that, 38 tournaments? Well, 19 years, but if you were split, well. Yeah, well, the last two we fished together. So, yeah, I'd say 36 tournaments combined, uh, or 30, 35, we've got seven checks. I've got more checks than that at Eagle River than, you know, than, I've, than here. Hmm. <laughs> well, so, yeah, awesome. it's very, very sweet to win. Win and you know, I mean, the whole thing is my whole guide service. Until Joey won a, a couple of years ago, we'd stuck. Every one of my guides had stuck in the tournaments. And, you know, Daryl and Lance got a fifth or sixth in the last few years. They've been pretty strong. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, going back to Crash, Crash won the second one there ever. And uh, yeah. then him and Justin, then, then him and Bill Burns, they didn't do any good after that either. It's just a tough fight. I think the home water plays with your head. I think uh, For sure. you get to outthinking yourself too many times. A lot of your spots, you're bummed out because you watch people beat them up all week long and you're thinking, oh, too much pressure. Uh, it's just, it's a head game. And I see it all over the country with guys that, that do it all oh, over yeah. the country. A guy uh, uh, congratulated me yesterday by a text on the, on the Madison chain. And he's one of the best guys up there. And uh, he's fished nine events there and hasn't got a legal fish. And, uh, you know, so. That, that's brutal. <laughs> at home, home water curse can be awful. Yeah. How, how did you sleep Saturday night? I slept good because I, I partied with Kevin Nash for nine straight days, and I didn't party that night, so I slept pretty good. Oh, <laughs> Now, okay. In the middle of the night going, oh, God, if that fish costs me money, Greg's going to beat me to death with this thing all these <laughs> for the next couple of years. But, and I just told everybody at the meeting that I wanted to make it a little more challenging and uh, didn't want to take a big lead after the first day. That's never fun. <laughs> so. Now, what were your feelings going into, like, the final two hours of Sunday? I mean, oh my God, we're just going. I, I, well, actually, I was going. I think I'll text the guys who are in second place and tell them it's, it's daylight savings time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, spring forward. Spring. <laughs> Get another hour <laughs> off the clock. Yeah, it's pretty tough because we knew the guys in second place were on a pattern. They had six bites the first day. Mm-hmm. So they were on a true pattern. They were jigging very shallow water, very shallow water. And uh, we knew they had a pattern. And the guys, and they already had three fish. We're only two points ahead of them. And then Chris Haley and Dave Johnson were in third. And we knew they were on a pretty good bike because they had lost a, a low 40s and caught a 43 and a 35 or something. So we knew we could be beaten any time. We figured out that uh, with any fish that Team 2 got would put them ahead, and all Davey Johnson and them needed, I think we figured out was like a 41 and a half, and they passed us, or a 40 and a half, 40 and a half. So we didn't have any confidence in anything. The only thing we were, we could feel that it was, 
that you know, that it was uh, a tough bite, and that the guys, that everybody that we had heard got fish, were guys that didn't get fish the first day, and that's always good news. Yeah, because you're like left in the dark out there. It's not like there's a you know website you can hop onto and it'll update live mm-hmm. on what's going you on. You know that we knew when we come off the the water that Team 2 and Team 3 hadn't beat us. We ran into both of them in the line, so we knew they hadn't beat us. And But, you know, anybody could have doubled up on Saturday, which the one boys did. They didn't have a fish, or doubled up on Sunday. They didn't have a fish on Saturday, but doubled up on Sunday. But anybody that would have had a fish on that board that doubled up could have beat us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really didn't know until we got there, and then as soon as they called a couple of the names up there and I seen the position of the fish, I knew we had it. I knew there wasn't nobody past us. Because I, I, the other guys that, you know, you're at the meeting and you talk to guys, the guys that had decent-sized fish the first day that were on the board and, and didn't. So we knew by the time they called about number eight that we had, we had the thing. So it was a good feeling and what got me is the crowd was so much with us there at that thing. I Tim said he had never heard them cheer for a winning team like they did for us. And I think everybody felt our pain <laughs> that we had all these years and we couldn't put a winner together. Yeah. I had a, a nice forty five or forty six fish jump on me a couple of years ago after we had already had uh two smaller fish and that could have would have put me in the top three anyway and lost in that. That's been my best showing there since that first year that you guys were down there, Todd, the first year of the PMTT. Yeah. It yeah. was very rewarding. The The stuff I've got over the Internet, uh, I got over 150 text messages. I mean, the guys, I think they, now a lot of them say, well, it's about time. And, you know, well, yeah, it is about time. Uh, you know, Tim's been telling me and Greg, for 15 years now, you guys got to win one of these things, you know, you're due to win one. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was nice to do it. And then the crowd, when the, when the meeting was over, we shook hands for, it seemed like 40 minutes of guys patting us on the back, congratulating us. I just think everybody, I don't think if they think we're the greatest guys in the world. I think they felt our pain and, uh, knew what, you know, how many years it had been trying to win that thing. Cause, one year that me and Mike Holbert fished the thing, I caught 19 fish that week from Saturday to the day before the tournament. I caught 19 fish, all in the same pattern, all in different parts of the lake. Thought I had that one won, or you know, I thought I would compete. I want to compete. That's my whole thing. And getting the tournament, me and Holbert moved one fish the whole time. You know, so uh, it, it was rewarding. I'm happy. It's rewarding, and I'll tell you, Tony, you guys, you and uh, you and Greg are the hardest working guys in this business, and it's uh, it is it you know it's bittersweet. Obviously, Vance and I wanted to win, but uh, yeah, we were you we, know, everybody we were, you don't know the one hoping you don't win, and yeah, you know it's just it was our time, yeah. you know. But like Greg yeah. said, you know the reason he got all shaky over that fish, you get a forty-eight and a half. I think it was the third. Or fourth, I think third biggest fish you ever caught there in a tournament. Third or fourth. But there's a lot of points when you put a 48 and a quarter to the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of points. You know, when we got a 
two fish, a 48 and a 42, and the guys behind us have got three fish with a 44 and a half, and they're still losing to us. And considering the yeah. extra release bonus points, you know, that big fish means a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, what kind of pressure does this put on the rest of the tournament trail for you? Oh, uh, no pressure, but I, I, to be truthful, I had three goals for the last so many years, and that's to win a K-Run, win a championship, and win a Top Gun. Well, right now we're in first place for Top Gun. <laughs> I don't know how long that'll last. Yeah. But I will <laughs> say, Andy, I feel good about it. I, I think I have seven paychecks out of Eagle River in 18 years, or 17 years, because this will be the 18th. Um, I think I have seven paychecks out there. I've caught a, uh, a lot of fish there to at least get on the board, uh, or, you know, to, to, you know to, to register a fish. And then Cass Lake, I guided there for about 25 weeks over a four-year period. Um, so I felt real nice. good about all that. I've been on Minnetonka a ton. I took 10th in the championship there in uh, whatever, the first time I was at Tonka. So, and I know it well. I stayed with a friend there and had a, a, a guest house. Stayed there for five weeks one summer. Uh, so I feel I know all the water's good. you got to go over and put the numbers together. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Super. We're pumped for you. Oh, it was. I mean, we're uh, of, of course, uh, Todd and I wanted to win, but, I mean, I've, I felt fired up for you guys. It was so awesome. I, I was just giggling thinking about it. I was like, that's, that's like a, a storybook, you know. I can imagine that that pressure if they came up here and did that on Chautauqua Lake, you know, every year like that. It would just feel nuts, you know. Well, the bad thing about it, Todd, when you get all these guys come down here and fish with us, and run. I bet you guys win the tournament a lot. And uh, yeah, all the uh, time, <laughs> every other year. <laughs> you know, uh, you hear that kind of stuff, and they guys just can't believe that. I haven't done better in these tournaments than I have done. It's, it's probably a negative thing when they choose their guy. They're saying this guy, this guy can't even catch one of his own tournament. Yeah, no. so. yeah that's... tournament fishing. I mean, Tony, you, you. I mean, I'm, I, I know you, you'll agree with this. Tournament fishing is, I mean, it, it's a whole other ball game than just fishing oh, the lake. As that. you said, you see guys beating up your spot, you know. Vance and I have a little plan, and we got to execute what we wanted to do, but just a portion of it because, I, you know, you can get in and troll your weed edge, but you can't do it when there's 20 boats casting it, you know? Uh, it's the same way with you guys. You guys might pop onto one of your spots, and, uh, you know, if there's four or five boats sitting there working it, you just can't get in there and do it. Uh, so tournament fishing is... is you know, it, it's not just full-fledged, it's my home lake, uh, I should win, because there's a hundred and, there, there's over a hundred boats out there, and they find the spots. I mean, you, you can find spots that on Cave Run and hold weeds and stuff, and uh, uh, everybody's down there a few days pre-fishing. And, well, uh, the first PMTT ever were here, you'll remember, it was in October, and um, mm-hmm. had four of my guide teams in the top ten, and mm-hmm. 
we thought this was going to be a piece of cake. We're going to win all kinds of money doing this. It's just been terrible ever since, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? How did you celebrate? I haven't yet. No. <laughs> At night, I was tired. I, I we, well, we celebrated. We went. Me, Greg, Kevin Nash, and Richie went to the Chinese buffet, and uh, whoa, right across the street from the meeting. Are you sure Greg you want to talk about that? Dinner, and uh, I came home, did my business at the lodge, and uh, came on back to the house yesterday. I had a lot of running to do, and um, today I've uh, did gardening all day. So. <laughs> really, what kind of gardening are you doing? I'm not marijuana. Flowers, <laughs> <laughs> bushes, shrubs. I grow a lot of flowers. My dad got me into it years ago. I, I got about 50 foot of deck looking over the woods in the back, and uh, I just do a lot of flower gardens. So that's that's where I got the spider bite right. last year out in my garden. Oh, jeez. I, I did some tomatoes and stuff, but I'm no gardener. I've tried being a farmer before. That was about as bad as tournament fishing. <laughs> Once every five years, you collect a check. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, Tony, we're very, we're so uh, happy for you guys winning. I mean, I know what it, I, I can only imagine what that's like all those years. Like you said, talking to everybody and. Uh, Big, big congrats, man! You guys got a big one too. That's uh, that's just that that seals it. Very, I'm sure it's very bittersweet to get that over with. And uh, congrats to you. I appreciate it, guys. Nice. It's uh, just a great, great, great weekend for us. Nice. Um, well, I guess this is we've hit just about every angle we can hit. Um, Tony, you got any plugs you want to do? Oh, uh, Project X. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm in love with that thing. That open water with those things. I haven't really figured out how to master it on those shallow weed edges, but uh, I do love it in open water. It's quite the gadget, quite the... What I've seen about it, and I told you this, Andy, before, the fish I've hooked on those things are generally always big. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do like it. I appreciate you guys working with us on that. Uh, like I say, Akuma and Savage Gear, they've been really good to me over the last 15 years and Amsoil. But I just love competing in these tournaments. I love trying to educate people. I love doing seminars and our schools because I like to try. I, I figure I'm lucky enough to uh, have fished all these days over the last 20 years. Uh, try to pass on, you know, shorten somebody's learning curve. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, that's one thing we didn't hit on the first set of plugs was your musky road rules. Yeah, I mean uh, the road rules. Uh, big up there in Pennsylvania this year over in the Philly area. Those guys really like it. We generally always get a decent crowd. At, at uh, Pittsburgh, we do them all over the country, and me and Greg just like doing them, and it's gives us something to do on those off weekends of the shows. Yeah, Plus just we make a few bucks. Nice. Now, a little a little word of advice for you guys: make sure you put the hitch on the ball and then lock it. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> we our trailer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And drink a coffee before those late night drives. Oh gosh, <laughs> yes, that's, I forgot. Yeah, about that was that. hilarious. <laughs> uh, oh, that that was a that was a great story we heard. Tony, congrats, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, uh, Vance, uh, Andy, Todd, you guys are class acts, and thanks for having me on here. Hope to do it again for you sometime in the future. Absolutely. Oh, we'll get you on. Um, this podcast brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, MCFishingGuides.com. You can find them on Facebook and at uh, Instagram, kind of shares ours. Mm-hmm. Give uh, Todd and Vance a call. And St. Croix Rods, best on earth. Big thanks to Boss Shad. Check them out, boshed.com. The new store's up. Ravenna, Ohio, Mark's Bait, Tackle, and Ammo. They have a Facebook page and an online store. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out. Let them know you heard them about it here. Uh, until next time, thanks and good luck fishing.